It's very interesting. I always think, like, whenever I see, like, some of these 90s uh, aughts, probably even as well, uh, TV shows where you've got women, like, worrying about, does this make my bum look big? Or, you know, worrying about their bum getting big. Because, like, in a post-Kardashian world, obviously, like, fat shaming and things very much still exists and still goes on. But, like, being... Because it's literally just her bum has gotten really big. The rest of her is exactly as it was before. That's it, yeah. So I think these days, being as skinny as Zelda is with a big ass is probably considered desirable by a lot of women. Seeing whammy fannies being something to be ashamed of in older TV shows, because these days, not so much. That's it, yeah. It's, it's all about the, you know, I like whammy fannies and I cannot lie, as obviously as, as that bloke made famous. Baggy Sabs comes home and Zelda lectures her on the dangers of these scammy weight loss shakes. She even takes her to a mirror that she's removed the spell from, but Sabrina still insists that she looks like the 27th President of the United States of America, Mr. William Howard Taft. The the, the late William Howard Taft, that is. <laughs> when did he die? Like 1842? Or he died about 80 years ago. but No, <laughs> no, no ni- um... 90 years ago he died. Um, but still, you know, it's still it's still tough to hear. Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three podgy party people review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That's it. If we can, well, sit down and stop partying for once, still remain podgy and watch all of those episodes. Uh, My name is Phil. I am undoubtedly the podgiest one amongst us, but mm, I'm not so much of a party goer, but we'll see how my uh, friends cope with that question when I ask them now. So first of all, my guest to the, not quite the right, but he would be if I was sat in the same room with him, is Mr. Graham Riley. Graham, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. And hey, don't do yourself down, Phil. Embrace your podginess, because this episode is all about body positivity. That it is. And and the burning question I'm going to ask uh, our other guest as well uh, is, Graham, how much of a party person are you? Um, well, I mean, we've been to many uh, parties together over the years. Um, I enjoy the drinking part, but not so much the <laughs> talking to strange people part. That's, that's, uh... <laughs> COVID. COVID. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably the reason why we don't like the meeting with people part, because uh, they cough all over us. Forgot to ask you, Chris, how was the White House? <laughs> Well, I, I, I achieved my mission. Excellent. Oh, yeah, well done. Well done, by the way. Yeah, good going. Good going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well worth it. Well worth it. Good lad. Well, I mean, uh, luckily that coin toss uh, didn't go to us, me, because I don't have uh, I don't have the balls to to go to travel all that far just to kiss the president. <laughs> but my friend did, which is Mr. Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. Hey, up, Phil. So, well, yeah, do you enjoy your, your time in the old the old states? All I'm gonna say is this, Mr. Trump uses far too much tongue <laughs> excellent oh maybe not well, not not for you i imagine but yeah no that that's uh that's nice nice to, to uh, oh yeah to hear i felt anyway. like i was kissing a cow again again yes wonderful. again wonderful keep that story to yourself uh are you much of a party person i used to be now 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 i'm in bed by half nine you're getting tucked up in bed as we are recording this year as soon as we finish that's it lights off isn't it oh god yes Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I don't do late nights anymore. 
Even if if you if you give me a red bull, I will still be in bed by nine thirty p.m. If you give him a red bull, he will kiss it. <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so Graham, so you teased it before. This episode is all about body positivity, and we'll 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 discuss all, all you know the 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 topics that they bring up during the course of the episode, as well as our um, body positivity. Um, but yeah, this episode is number thirteen of season four. It's entitled "Now You See Her." Now you don't. In this episode, Sabrina um, is kind of desperate to fit into a new dress for the uh, the snowflake ball, I think. Uh, and uh, yeah, she doesn't quite fit into it, so she goes to her magic book and she finds a potion which kind of makes her so, so well, like lose weight more and more and more until she becomes invisible. First of all, boys, did you enjoy this episode? Yes, I did. I think I might be right in saying that this is like the first issue episode. I mean, technically it is still Sabrina, there are magical consequences, and she learns, you know, a lesson. Like, there's lots of those episodes. But I think this is the first time that they've tackled a subject that is um, a very important thing for teenagers, and particularly for teenage girls. I guess, like, obviously relationship dramas and things are a big part of that. Well, but... it's, um, I mean, I, I think the correct terminology of of this episode is uh, body dysmorphia. Yeah, there's there's all yeah. that in there. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, you know, I think it is an important episode. I think for particularly the, the you know the audience that are that are watching it because you know they are very impressionable by um, you know what they they see you know, on TV. Particularly with something as popular as popular as Sabrina, that's you know that's been going on for several years by this point. So uh, yeah, so it is good that there are some encouraging messages uh with it you know within some of this episode at least that's not to say they get all like after school special or anything with it you know it's not like when a sitcom like say i mean come on they do they do they do and they don't on the one hand obviously the go no, the, the, there's that one moment there's that one moment when she returns to normal and it is pure pbs oh there's very much like the go away message is definitely meant to be embrace who you are you know don't don't worry about it you know everyone's beautiful or whatever but um I, I mean, like, when the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, say, used to deal with a social issue. You know, it would be properly mm. like, right, we're not making any jokes anymore. This is deadly serious. James Avery's going to do a lot of monologues. It's, you know, this is... Mm-hmm. It's still not that. It's still very, it's still handled in a very Sabrina way. But I think there was actually some thought that went into this about what kind of issues will our target audience be facing that we can have Sabrina face. And I don't, I've never really got that vibe i don't really feel like they've ever really taken that into that much consideration before really yeah no i agree the, the only slight glimpse we've had of it is if you remember i mean we try not to remember but if you remember that you wish episode the one one of the very few that ever existed um that was very much a um you know an announcement at the end where they were talking about smoking and how it's not cool and you shouldn't do it and yeah that was very 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 much like force fed and yeah just a Here's an episode and let's grind it to a halt while we tell all you kids the dangers of smoking. This was just all about, you know, you really should just embrace who you are and just be happy with the sort of person you are. You know, there are some dangers that you do need to, you know, you know, come to terms with or avoid. But yeah, it's, at the end of the day, it's still a Sabrina episode with just a little bit of a, a message behind it. It wasn't too jarring, I don't think. No. It wasn't jarring. Yeah, I think I think you know right off the bat, um, not a, not a terribly terrible one anyway. Uh, but we will um, obviously divulge in it, starting 
right this second. So the episode opens in the clock shop, no less, where Hilda is eager to show Zelda and Salem her new business plan. She stocked the storeroom wall-to-wall with Kit Kat clocks. Those clocks that we've all seen where it looks like a cat is, you know, has, has shifty eyes and a, and a tail. Um, and it's all sort of wonderfully tacky and uh, gorgeous. I've never liked those clocks. Never. Never. Always hated them. There was always something about them. And then to see an entire room full of them, I I, I nearly had a panic attack. <laughs> At least they were used to horror purposes, I suppose. It was um, horrible. I think uh, Zelda is quite uh, freaked out by... by well, this too. is it. I'm, I'm, I'm used to body horror. No one ever told me about clock horror. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, there we go. It is now a thing. So here's another public sort of safety message uh, within this episode: is beware of uh, of clocks. Um, but yeah, so so there's these clocks here. We've all we've all seen them, but I've never seen one in person. But I've seen them everywhere on TV, particularly during this time. I think I only know they exist from TV, and I'll be quite honest: mostly cartoons. <laughs> yeah, who yes. knows if you if you actually have one or, or know of someone who actually owned one, please do let us know. Again. Probably won't tweet you back, but I'll, I'll at least read it because I do get notifications on my phone. So I will appreciate, um, yeah, if, if you've got proof that you've ever had one or you just have a story of, of, of one ever existing outside the realms of TV, then, yeah, please do let us know. Uh, but, yeah, so she's she's got war to all of these clocks, and that's what she's going to start selling. Uh, Zelda and Salem hate them, and Salem doesn't clock on to Hilda's dismay until he turns into a clock himself. He then asks to go to Wimbledon because his eyes keep moving side to side. I liked it. I yeah, that's a good a gag. Lot. That is a good gag. That was that was like, yeah. what am I doing? Am I at Wimbledon here? Oh yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Stop for me sure. doing, stop me doing this, or get me to Wimbledon. Quick question, guys: What time does Sean Connery get to Wimbledon? Tennis, tennis. That he does. <laughs> and on that, on that, that note, uh, we got the opening titles. So uh, again, during well during this time, usually across the, uh, the first three seasons, uh, there'll be a mirror gag where she's standing in front of a mirror wearing a costume, and she tells us a little gag um, to do with the the costume that she's wearing. Obviously, since season four, they no longer exist, so we like to fill in the gap with our own. But of course, the only criteria for getting them is uh, they have to kind of be awful, uh, and I've got no problem doing that on the ones I've had so far. Hopefully, this is an improvement. And um, so, yeah, so it's my it turn to be. do a no. It's my turn to do a, a mirror gag uh, this week. So uh, imagine, guys, a couple of costumes. You know, you you know the open titles. And uh, the last one, she's dressed as a pirate. Oh, uh, here we go. She looks into the mirror. And she go, and the mirror speaks back to her. She doesn't say anything. It's the mirror says to her, says, "You are beautiful just the way you are." Okay. Yeah. Just the. Just okay. The way you, are. you know, on 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 theme of the episode. Yeah, no, 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 no. Pirates. No. No. Yeah. As, as we've discussed, pirates yeah. not hadn't been ruined yet. Yeah, I, I think it would have been like it would be one of those like yeah, it qualifies. It's fine. All I'm gonna say is the sheer fact that you've you've missed a trick. Quite literally, Phil. Quite literally, the the episode is entitled "Now You See Her, Now You Don't." That clearly a uh, line for a magician. Could have been, but I I wanted to make a make some sort of joke about the the themes of the episode. Well. Well, if you if you wanted to make a joke about the theme, 
then you should have made a joke about the theme. Hey! You just decided to go with pirates. You little bitch. Uh, I, I, did, I, I, did, <laughs> I did come up with a backup one, though. I did, I did have a backup one. Um, so, yeah, the prop department had gone to the same um, the same costume shop as Chris normally uh, frequents. Um, so, Sabrina... Oh, the, the, yeah, Sabrina was dressed in a costume that made her look like she'd been turned inside out. And um, where her abs would normally be, it's a calculator... Right. And she says, it's what's inside that counts. <laughs> that's a lot better. You should have said that one. Oh, yeah, that, well, that, that, that's better. No, you have. It's still not great, but it's better. Unless you were kind yeah. of like making that one have more impact by saying a shitter one first. Uh, yeah, no, if, if that makes the joke come off as better, then yeah, that is absolutely my strategy. Um, so we're in school and Sabrina and Dreamer are talking about the upcoming Snowflake Ball. I've <laughs> seen a few of them on Twitter. Uh, Dreamer, and, yeah. I forgot about her. She she exists. She does. She exists every now and then, every couple of episodes or so. When it's uh, convenient. When it's convenient. I mean, it clearly wasn't very convenient for the writers because she's in it a couple of times and she says um, a couple of lines. But hey, uh, she's in it again. Um, yep. So we're in school and Sabrina and Dreamer are talking about the upcoming Snowflake Ball. And uh, over the tunnel, it's announced that Sabrina and Harvey are one of the three couples in the final to be named Snowflake King and Queen. Uh, seeing as she's never won a popularity contest before, she decides that she must step up and win and get a new outfit. Back at the clock shop and Hilda has more bad news. Not only did she invest in all those garish clocks, but the Everything Emporium is opening a new branch in Westbridge. So she and Zelda are debating boarding up the windows and shutting shop. Uh, and this is, yeah, kind of not really Hilda and Zelda's subplot. It's kind of just Hilda's subplot, really, of, um, yeah, they're in this um, sort of f- battle against um, some some dick who runs the everything emporium it's kind of like a what's what what's kind of like the equivalent like the costco, Center. costco or something like that like Trafford so, Center. i figured it was like a walmart type deal just like a massive supermarket where you can get everything no the way i saw it was like a mall ah. which is why hilda went to see him so that she could get a a shop in his everything emporium oh i thought it was just because because he was selling everything people would not go to them for clocks anymore I don't think she is asking him about a yeah. shop. I think she's just saying, can you please not open your shop here? Like, I think she's just speaking on behalf of like the small businesses, like, hey, this is our this is our thing. Don't don't mess up our thing. Um, so, yeah, so regardless, yeah, Hilda and Zelda, this is their um, sort of subplot, really, of just Hilda and Zelda trying to kind of survive in the, in the economy that's about to be, you know, they're about to be run out of town by the Everything Emporium. Uh, so we'll visit them very, very shortly. But first of all, Back at the coffee shop, which is called what, Chris? <laughs> Something bean. Something bean. Um, it's 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 been there, brewed that, Chris. Yeah, something and bean. Something bean. Uh, but there's bean also something. something something brewed and something that as well. Um, I'm gonna keep asking you every every episode until you get it right. I, I'm not gonna remember. It's gonna be something bean for the entire <laughs> season. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so yeah, back at the coffee shop, which is called Bean There brewed that something been something been sabrina is looking through a magazine and asks josh whether he thinks she'd look as good in a dress as some model on the cover does 
And good guy Josh tells her off by quizzing why she's thinking like that because she's smart and beautiful and society shouldn't unhealthily emphasise beauty to such an unobtainable degree. And then he reverts with it with a with a gag to say about a, a pill that can cure hair loss. So yeah, first little first little message I guess about the the, the dangers of aspiring to be what they uh, what people come across as in magazines. I liked that Josh believes that beauty magazines promote low self esteem because that's true. Mm-hmm. And I liked as well that um, the bit about the boldness thing and it acknowledged that you know they're not to the same degree definitely. But that there is kind of like a unrealistic um, standard of beauty pushed upon young men as well. Yeah, it's like you know, your your men are only perfect with a full head of hair, great yeah. set of teeth, you know yeah. that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, of, you know of that that is it's still treated as a gag in this sense, but it's yeah. still worth you know worth pointing out that uh, you know it's it's not just about women, but you know guys need to have you know all this all this stuff as well. I mean, chaps, I wasn't. I wasn't going to point this out, but I'm 90% sure I told you. But my partner, she pointed out that I was going bald. I mean, we've not seen each other properly for some time. And when we have done, it's been dark and we socially distanced. So I've not I've not kept tabs of your hair status. Now we're having a look at Chris's hair. Uh, you've bent down too far, Chris. Oh, great podcast material. There we go. Um maybe maybe a bit thinner than it used to be i don't i don't really know to be honest yeah i'm going it's it's thinner it's thinner i'm thinning i think a lot of it is just the way your hair's parted though to be honest i think you've got a good 15 years in you yet i no graham that's very kind of you well, on, on no. the planet or, or on on his head <laughs> I think Listen, I, I think you I think you've thirtieth birthday. I think you've got another ten years, but your hair will live on for another five. As long as I get to my thirtieth birthday alive, I'll be happy. As long as I get to my thirtieth birthday with a reasonable bar, a reasonable amount of hair on my head, I'll be happy. That's alright. And the day before your birthday I'll come round and shave all your hair off so you won't reach your next birthday. You're a, no, you fucking bellend. You fucking dare. You fucking dare. I will end your there existence. There we go. If there's ever a time to start social media again, it'll be that. Just a video of me kicking your door down and uh, yeah, shaving your hair off. And then ceasing to exist. <laughs> and then, yeah, well, and then you just combust. That's it. And at the stroke of midnight, you, you go out like the Avengers and then just... <laughs> and then, and then of course, uh, next week will be like, Graham, you've got a fact about Chris. dead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, again, if, if you want, if you want, to, if we want to bring it round, um, it, you know, full circle back into. Some... Are you suggesting this isn't relevant to the, to Sabrina the Teenage Witch? <laughs> Can't think why. So uh, yeah, so, so Josh is just uh, obviously talking about hair, but yeah, ultimately he's a, he's a good guy telling Sabrina that she's smart, she's beautiful, she should be, you know, she should be happy and thankful for you know for who she is already. Uh, back home, and Sabrina is trying on a gorgeous dress that she believes is going to win her the crown, but gosh darn, wouldn't you know it, it doesn't quite fit. And because it's an other realm dress, it cannot be altered. There we go. Um, she then decides to alter it herself, or rather alter herself, and diet. How hard can it be, she says. To which Salem replies, yeah, and the fact that weight loss products comprise a billion dollar industry is probably just a funny coincidence. Uh, again, another little, another little jab, 
Another little jab there. Absolutely. They come They come for the weight loss industry in this episode, don't they? I like it. I like it. That's why it doesn't exist anymore, does it now? You know, you got, you know it's, it's not like you, whenever you go on Instagram, you know, you've got like all these uh, models with clearly surgically enhanced bodies saying, hey, drink this tea and you'll look like me. Because uh, Sabrina ended ended the weight loss industry way back in 2000. L- little bit of social commentary. Exactly. You know, you know, you say they, they watched this 20 years ago and thought, oh, shit, they're on to us. Let's get rid of it. But uh, yeah, it, and it's, uh, yeah, we don't really see it these days anymore, which is uh, I, 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 I really would like to say something right now Please. about the weight loss industry. And uh, I have joined gyms. I have been on fad diets. I have got in shape, got fat, lost weight, you know, did everything under the sun at one point or another. And uh, over this wonderful global pandemic, I've uh, I've lost nearly two stone. And the way that I've done that is by eating right and exercising. And drinking powders that some celebrity from Big Brother gave you. That's, no. that's right, Chris, isn't it? No, not what at pa- all. What powder have you been using? What discount code did you use? Cocaine. <laughs> That was the discount code. Just, just a discount code. He didn't actually, he didn't actually use cocaine. No, but that, what, what, what I'm trying to get across, what I'm trying to get across is you don't need some miracle weight loss thing. You just need to eat right and exercise. Yep. And if, and if you eat right and That's exercise, it. and you're still, you know, like bigger, then you're just meant to be that way, baby. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. When I started, when I started eating right and exercises, I I, I did not think I was going to lose nearly two stone, and yet, there you go, I have, and you know what? I feel good. I look good. Debatable. Fuck you. You're balding. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know more about the Chris Evans diet and exercise plan, then if you uh, subscribe to Chris's Patreon, um, he will um, he will tell you. He'll teach you his his wisdom. Yeah, yeah with it's... the discount with the discount code cocaine. Yes. No gain cocaine is is what they say, isn't it? And, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, Sabrina kickstarts her diet by denying eggs and throwing a muffin in the trash, what, uh, which Salem gleefully chews from the trash can. Um, so a nice little uh, sort of Salem mouth movement going on with a with a with a prop in his mouth. It was, it was lovely. It was worth what seeing. What did he What did he say? Have you got what he said? He said one man's was... trash, baby. As in, is another man's treasure. Line. Great delivery. Yes. Yeah, great, great. Very nice. Great uh, line, good delivery, great puppetry. Meanwhile, outside the Everything Emporium headquarters, Hilda is protesting with billboards, a megaphone, a rotten fruit and manure to exercise her right to free speech. Zelda tells her that they do actually have a meeting booked with the president of the company to discuss her issue like a mature adult. So obviously that's going to go tremendously well. Hilda is speaking with the piece of shit in charge, who is more of a monster than she is. And before he threatens to squash her like a bug, Hilda turns him into a cockroach. Zelda then later questions her in the episode about what happened during the meeting, and is angry yet not surprised to hear that she's almost killed him. Um, so that's how their sub- subplot uh, develops. You know, it's just this this guy. So uh, Zelda says to Hilda, what happened to the the CEO of the Emporium? And she went, oh, we had a metamorphosis. Second time that's been referenced in the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and all the way and, back to Mr. Poole in season one. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but obviously, comparison to that, it, it is the worst reference of Metamorphosis because nothing can oh, top. Yeah, nothing very... could top. Um, yeah, Mr. Gene Poole. 
eat, eating off sushi, was it? And having a shower with a with a big old cockroach. Very, very fun. Graham, is is this a guy of, of any of any note at all? Um I recognised his face, but I don't know whether it's just because I thought his face looked like someone else. I'm not surprised you recognised his face because this is one of the preeminent TV that guys. Like, if you um pick any um long running American show between the nineteen seventies and now, uh then Mr George Weiner, uh, this gentleman here has probably been in at least a few episodes like you know from charlie's angels and the a-team through to like two and a half men how i met your mother like yeah just any show that ran for like five years plus he probably showed up in it at some point uh, but he's best known probably aside from just being a general that guy for playing uh, colonel sanders in Spaceballs. awesome well well thank you very much for doing a little bit of research there graham did, did you enjoy doing it each time i always do i always do i I'm a history graduate. I'm a I'm a nerd. I love memorizing useless information. It's way better than actually developing life skills. Fuck that shit. So yes, I do love doing my research. Good, and of course, just in the same vein as our podcast, it's our podcast. Fuck off. Um, it's kind of like you. It's your life. Fuck you. It's my life. Don't you forget. Yeah, it's our podcast. Fuck off. Yeah, just fuck yeah. off. We'll just get rid of it. It's our podcast, and just just the, the slogan of this podcast is fuck off. <laughs> just fuck off. Phil, you need to get back on Twitter and just, on the hour, every hour, tweet, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back home, and Sabrina is upset to not lose any weight in the half a day she's been dieting, so she opens up her magic book and she finds a testimonial for Blubber Be Gone, where somebody lost £50 in three days. Thin my thighs, lose my roll, make me skinnier than... Man- Manny Bowl? Man... man- Man eat, money ball. Uh, some basketball Manu fella, ball. some big, big old, big old lanky fucker he was. Yeah, well, yeah, he's more than some basketball fella. He was the gentleman was seven foot six, wow. and uh, he's since passed away. Unfortunately, he died quite young. But um, yeah, in the eighties and nineties, he was an NBA guy. He's one of the tallest ever people in the NBA. And yeah, this guy has to be seen to be believed because, as implied by that spell, as well as being extremely tall, he was extremely spindly. He was he was a slender man. But not, not, not the Slenderman. Not the Slenderman, yeah. So uh, so she says that incantation and a shady bloke with a briefcase rocks up and tells her to have a magic smoothie every time she feels hungry and she'll easily lose weight. And Salem obviously recognises him from a transaction in the past. Um, he believes he was a bloke who sold Turn Your Eye Gunk Into Gold, um, a, a kit. Obviously, this guy used to sell uh, on the magic black market. So she swallows the shake and loses all the weight she needs to fit into that dress. And upon hearing that, the salesman makes her mirror reflector as massive so she'll buy more. And again, this is the... um the uh, impl- oh, I forgot what the word. Um, this is where they just kind of just cre- cause uh, like a, you know body dysmorphia kind of angle where every time she looks in the mirror, she just looks... Um, looks bigger. Yeah, this is the moment of the show that nowadays shouldn't be in it. This is psychologically, and even later on, Zelda does say she's got a psychological issue with it. It is, it is body dysmorphia leading to uh, bulimia and anemic and anorexic. It's oh, it's not okay, but it's shedding light. It's shedding light in a in a not positive. It's shedding light in a safe environment. One that is more jovial on the issues that um, young ladies feel every day. 
think it just got to have a cautionary aspect to it. Yeah, and then, as she said, sort of Zelda points out, you know, she says actually the words um, sick or, or illness to her and stuff when she, when Serena looks in just to, into a normal mirror that, that the spell has been taken off and she still thinks like she's, uh, you know, she's not skinny enough or whatever. And yeah, Zelda actually says the words like, you know, you know you're know you sick, you know, you're, you're ill. So uh, yeah, it, it's, it's as you said, I do agree with you, Chris, you know, it's they've, They've made it kind of lighthearted in the sense of making her look like, um, you know, as you might do in a fun fair mirror. And the the for me, the, the very funny um, scene we'll get very shortly with with Zelda and her and her uh, biggened buns. Yeah, it, it's in a sense of, of oh look how how comed, comically massive she is. Of course, you know, uh, but it's still very much highlighting a very real thing and in a in a silly lighthearted way. Because at the end of the day, this is a you know a family sitcom. Kids, kids sitcom rather. Uh, yeah, so the shake seems to be going well. As Sabrina is now only seen wearing really baggy clothing throughout school and the um, uh, the, uh, the the coffee shop, which is called what, Chris? Something Bean. So, and when Zelda pops in Sabrina's room, she's alerted to a fake, uh, huge bum cheeks, and obviously she knows it's fake. She knows it's just an illusion, but she's also very conscious about potentially her uh, uh, big and buns. Uh, but yeah, that was very, very funny. I did enjoy that. It's very interesting. I always think, like, whenever I see, like, some these 90s uh, orts, probably even as well, uh, TV shows where you've got women, like, worrying about, does this make my bum look big? Or, you know, worrying about their bum getting big. Because, like, in a post-Kardashian world, obviously, like, fat shaming and things very much still exists and still goes on. But, like, being... Because it's literally just her bum has gotten really big. The rest of her is exactly as it was before. That's it, yeah. So I think these days, being as skinny as Zelda is, with a big ass, is probably considered desirable by a lot of women. Seeing whammy fannies being something to be ashamed of in older TV shows, because these days, not so much. That's it, yeah. It's, it's all about the, you know, I like whammy fannies, and I cannot lie, as obviously as, as that bloke made famous. Baggy Sabs comes home and Zelda lectures her on the dangers of these scammy weight loss shakes. She even takes her to a mirror that she's removed the spell from, but Sabrina still insists that she looks like the 27th President of the United States of America, Mr. William Howard Taft. The the, the late William Howard Taft, that is. <laughs> when did he die? Like eighteen forty. He died about 80 years ago, but... No, no, no yeah. ni- 90 um... years ago he died. Um, but still, you know, it's still, it's still tough to hear. Despite the evidence that she's not overweight, the shakes have affected her psychologically. And like I said, Zelda take, helps her, you know, tells her about her, you know, an illness. You know, we, we have to make you feel better. And, you know, so again, sort of very, it's all been all silly, but there's a very genuine concern there from, from Zelda, which is, again, is nice to see in this episode. Um, so, yes, yeah, so she tells us she has to stop taking these shakes and she, um, you know, she takes them all away and obviously destroys them. However, she uh, seemingly missed one. So Sabrina gives us a classic, one more won't hurt. And although arguably she isn't hurt, um, she is, however, now invisible with nothing more than a floating towel to show for it. Salem, who is obviously not faced by it, just wants her to pick him up so he looks like he's flying. So again, I liked it. Dis- yeah, I liked very that. much so. Despite yeah. all this peril, um, yes, yeah, Salem is still just like you know, do everything for me, make it, you know, I'm, you know, this, let's make the most of this. So I uh, have a little bit of fun with this. They're very economical with Salem's lines in this episode. There's not too many of them, but they are all pretty much like very funny. The hit rate is high. Salem tells Sabrina that one way to make her visible again is to purchase an other realm camera, as they add a hundred pounds to the photo. Which again, I do very much like. I think this is a good. 
gag and a good way of incorporating that. You know, the camera adds a hundred pounds to you, and you know, in this sense, it's it's um, ten pounds. Yeah, people actually say the camera adds a hundred pounds. Jesus Christ! No, it it, it uh, the camera thought, adds ten pounds. I thought it was hundred pounds just because it was just uh, obviously incredibly exaggerated. I thought that's all. No, uh, no, 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 no. The phrase is the camera adds ten pounds. Ten pounds is that, They've taken that phrase and made it fit with the episode so that Sabrina looks a hundred pounds, which is probably more than um, she actually fucking weighs. Melissa Joan Hart actually weighs nine stone. No, it's less than that. It's like six and a half or something like that. Yeah, yeah. you know, we, we we don't know. Melissa Joan Hart could very well be, um, you know, ripped to the seam and she'd be absolutely shredded. Damn right. Uh, so when Harvey arrives to pick uh, Sabrina up, Salem takes a picture and she's back, but only for uh, is it 15 minutes, I think, because um, every 15 minutes she does disappear and another picture has to be taken. Uh, she then takes the camera with her to the ball, under the warning, however, that no one else is allowed to be in the photo as they'll gain £100 as well. Before we get to the dance, it comes to light that Hilda has lost the cockroach president <clears throat> of the Everything Emporium somewhere in the clock shop. Um, she also forgot to put air holes in his um, jam jar earlier, so she did, and that's probably how he's actually escaped. See, this is it. This is why I love Hilda. This is why I love her. It's just everything's torture. Or no, no, torture. Everything's just or practical. Like, here we go. Point, you know? Cockro- cockroach in a jar, that's it done. Oh, sorry. Oh, and yeah, I forgot about air holes for him as well. I think she's just very, very practical. I think that's all it is. She, really she intentionally f- forgot the air holes, is what you're supposed to believe. She was trying to, ki- she was yeah. trying to kill this man roach. Like, she's not learned. We've not talked about her mur- murdering ways in a while. I, I was going to say that he is the roach, but he's the president. He's like the chief. So you might say he's Papa Roach. Yeah. Seeing as we're getting into 2000 now, it's about the right time. That we are. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, All I'm going to say is if we were allowed to drop our microphones, I would have allowed you to drop your microphone. Because you wouldn't want me to say anything else. If that's the quality, <laughs> if that's the quality of output I'm giving you, yes, uh, I, I, that's a fair criticism. I agree. Yeah, yeah, well done, Chris. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Hilda has said that she's lost the cockroach president. So she, uh, so her and uh, Zelda are spending their Friday night uh, looking for him in the shop. Uh, so whilst they spend the evening looking for him, Sabrina spends the evening having her picture taken every 15 minutes, making sure not to get everyone involved in the photo. So Harvey tries to have a picture with her, and she pushes him away um and uh, unfortunately a photo bombing mrs quick uh, gets in a picture and she ends up getting uh, ballooned to the size of a sumo wrestler and she just thinks it's there's a rogue bee in the ballroom doesn't she that's that's how she's described herself as gaining 100 pounds is uh, yeah she's been stung um so she just tells mrs quick just to hang out and they'll they'll call an ambulance or something um, but back at the clock shop hilda and zelda find the cockroach president um by luring him into um, not a, not like a roach motel. What's it called? A roach. Yes, I like this joke. Yeah, this was a good joke because they they she magicked in a, a a roach motel, and then she magicked in like a roach Hilton, roach Carlton, wasn't it? I think that, that was, was it. Yeah, couldn't think of what it was. Yeah, so they're like, he's never going. He's a president. He's not going to go to the roach motel. And yeah, the uh, sort of roach uh, Carlton, you know, with with a full spa service. And yeah, that's where they find him. I also loved the model. It was so Blue Peter. It was brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, it really and you can it make it at home too. All you need is ten toilet rolls, three fairy liquid bottles, some tape, and a piece of cardboard. Yeah, I want to make it. I want to make it. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't have too much spare time with 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 job and and babies. Chris, obviously, you're a teacher. You've got less spare time than me. Graham. Um, why, why don't you try making it and just send us a picture? I, I, I was thinking so, but I was also thinking it would be a great father-daughter activity. That it would. We we might have a go at building it, and uh, yeah, yeah, Graham, maybe you should you should try building one as well, and we'll, we'll see if we can make our own uh, roach motels and see if we can lure anything in. So they start so they, they lure this uh, this roach in. Uh, they find him in a, in a hot tub, I think. And uh, yeah, despite uh, it being turned back to normal, normal and appearing normal, uh, he still seems to have all the characteristics of a cockroach. And thanks to his newfound indestructibleness, he longs to climb mountains and travel across savage lands, not wanting to waste his years in business. I've only just got that joke that he wants to do daredevil things because he's a cockroach, so he's indestructible. That he I, is, yeah. Because they can survive nuclear blasts and that. I'm so dense, I only got that now. Graham, he even says, he goes, I feel like I could survive a nuclear holocaust. I must have missed that somewhere. I, I literally just thought that it was like... You're a nuclear well, holocaust denier, that's what it is, Graham. You didn't, you just... Uh, yeah, evidently. Oh, dear. I thought it was just that he'd been a cockroach. And being a cockroach sucks, and now he's a human again. He's like, I want to like test my human body to its limits by like climbing mountains and stuff. It made him appreciate human life, and that he was wasting it all, stuck in an office making stupid money. I know the board will just elect a new CEO of the Everything Emporium, yes. but still, what one one less one less corporate shit in the world. So uh, good work, Hilda. Yeah, well done. You taught him a lesson, uh, and yeah, Hilda sort of continues to torture him a little bit as they take him back to his headquarters. And Hilda just watches him try and climb up the curtains and scuttle across the floor every time uh, the light gets switched on, which is uh, again quite you know, quite funny. It's very funny. It's very funny. Also, I'm glad that our first episode of the Millennium had a bug in it. Yeah, That's good. completely unintentional, nice. I'm sure, but it was good. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. I wonder what the first episode of the Willennium was like. Maybe that had a bug in it as well. And it's the second reference to Will Smith on this episode because mm. I talked about the Fresh Prince. Did yeah. Why? 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 Why are we talking about the Fresh Prince? Well, we took about Fresh Prince at the start because of it's an issues episode, like there often was at the Fresh yeah, Prince. Yeah. No. 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 I got that. I just don't understand why Phil decided to bring it back because the m- Millennium, Chris. Willennium. It's what he said in one of his songs. One of his albums. Will 2K. Yeah, Will 2K. He had an album, Willennium, and on it there was a song called Will 2K. And on it he said, it's the new millennium. Yo, excuse me, Willennium. And this, you know, like, that, that, that man was a genius. I don't think rap music has ever hit those heights ever mm. again. I don't think they, I don't think that it hit. The English language has hit those heights. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but yeah, back at the dance and Sabrina is far too preoccupied with how she looks and she won't take Harvey's constant praise seriously. She's too sort of scatty and just, um, you know, worried about what other people think uh, because they're actually sort of dancing. They're in the, the final bit and, you know, they're, they're now judged on how cute a couple they are. Uh, but because of this uh, scattiness, uh, their cute couple dancing skills are a little off. Even more so when Sabrina completely vanishes and she can't find her camera. I think we then get one line from Dreamer or a couple of lines where she's three. completely wasted. Three, it was three, three lines. lines. Yeah, she's just like, oh, hey, Sabrina, oh, where have you gone? I'll look for your camera, Soz. That's about the extent of it. 
Um, so because Sabrina's vanished, uh, it becomes a huge shame because Harvey and Sabrina actually win. But she's invisible, so Dreamer tries to buy some time while she hunts for the camera. I think she tells a couple of jokes, and yeah, she just she does shadow puppets yeah. as well. That she does, yeah. But but this is this yeah. is the moment. This is this is the after school special moment. This is this is what it's all been leading up to, where Sabrina, who is now invisible, goes around the room looking for the camera, listening to why people voted for her. And it wasn't because she was the, air quotes, cutest, or the, air quotes, thinnest. It was because she was of the people. She was one of them. They admired her because she did the best that she could in a world where shit is shit. Yeah, they they, they voted because she is not the typical popular gal she's you know she's one of them she's down to earth she's really nice she's genuine and you know what yeah her and harvey are pretty cute together and they deserve um a bit of recognition for for how good she is and because she's the one at the she's the one at the back you know sort of like you know making it all happen like you don't necessarily notice her but you know it wouldn't work without her yeah so in that way she is the jazzy jess very, <laughs> very much so yeah and uh she, she and you I was, know, she she's the one uh she's one in the corner the one in the spotlight losing her religion? That's the one. That was Jersey Jeff and the Fresh Prince's greatest song, wasn't it? Losing my religion. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, that song was everywhere, wasn't it? And then it was covered. Yeah, it was, it was everywhere. It was covered, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was covered by, by that little, what's that little band called? Yeah, it was, it, it was uh, yeah, so it was Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff did it originally, and then it was covered by um, R.E.M.? Yeah. Or was well, it L.E.M.? Yeah, I, oh, I didn't like that version anyway. Um, yeah. Mm. No, it was L.E.N., it was Len. Len did a cover of it. It was their follow-up to uh, Steal My Sunshine. Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah, yeah. Len, Len did a cover of it. That was it, yeah. I was wondering yeah. about this when, when Sabrina is invisible. Do you reckon she's invisible, like, in the sense that Magic Joel was, where you can still hear his he- uh, her heavy breathing next to them? Um, or do you think she's completely oh. invisible? No, the heavy breathing. Have you ever been in a situation where you've heard people talking about you thinking you're not there? Yes. Was it good or bad what they were saying? Ooh. It wasn't pleasant, but it wasn't horrendous. Because I've had people compliment me not realising I was there and being like, yeah, they actually like me. I can, you know, say that with certainty now. I've never actually had, I've never had the, um, yeah, like the bitching about me thinking I'm not there stuff. I've had people call me a, an arsehole and a dickhead when they didn't realise I was listening. I've also had people say that I was um, a god and a wonderful man. So, you know. Nice. Um, I mean, I, I, people may have been talking about me thinking that I wasn't there. I've, I don't have very good hearing, um, so, <laughs> so I wouldn't know. I have, however, had on a number of occasions had text messages about me sent to me by accident. Oh, oh, that's yes, yeah, so that's kind of work. Yeah, there's no take back tease from that. Have you got one to hand? Um, no, because the the last one I can think of was. Oh, yeah, probably about like yeah, fifteen years ago, something like that. Oh, I thought it was like one from your wife or something. Oh no, no! If she wants to talk <laughs> smack to me, she probably will just to my face, and I won't know because I'll either um, you know just not not hear her or <laughs> she can't hear her. or or just you know, like a bloke. I'm not fucking listening. So, yeah, but I mean, she may do. She may talk smack about me. I'll have to I'll have to I'll have to find out. I'll I'll film it and put it on on Twitter. There we go. There's some content. Can you feel your wife telling you to fuck up? Yeah. 
Uh, this becomes a huge shame, as I say, Harvey and Sabrina actually win, and while um, while Sabrina is in her invisible status, she happens to eavesdrop on a few classmates who all give her incredible praise for who she is as a person, regardless of what she looks like. So with some newfound self-esteem, she turns back to normal, and that's kind of all she really needed to turn back to normal, just to have confidence in herself. So that's a wonderful note to almost end on. This status of normality doesn't last long, however, as Mrs. Quick finds Sabrina's camera and takes a picture of her on stage so she'll remember this moment forever. And, uh, yeah. A bit of a confusing moment when uh, Mrs. Quick finds the camera. She says, I think this camera belongs to Sabrina. Either that or Alan Carr. Did you catch that? Alan Carr, uh, to um, us in the UK, is a um, very camp stand-up comedian. So I was very confused about this. So... I googled, for fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. And I found out that Alan Carr, with two L's, is also a very camp theatre producer. Um, he was, like, big on Broadway, he was the producer of Grease, and he was also known for, like, throwing, like, really, like, elaborate, ostentatious, um, like, celebrity parties that everybody wanted to be seen at that would have, like, choreographed performances. And so I guess a glitzy camera might nice. be the kind of thing he would have, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Pulling out a, a name there, the writers, obviously, we don't know who the fuck they are, but that's why, that's why we say it with me, guys. We Google for, for fuck's fuck sake. sake. There we go. And maybe you should too. You know, get maybe make that a, a PSA. Maybe we should all we'd all be a little better if she if we Googled for fuck's sake. Another another PSA for everybody. Is fuck, fuck off. off. <laughs> 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 uh, the credits roll, and it turns out Sabrina ballooned a hundred pounds and tore out of her dress, and Harvey and Mrs. Quick somehow managed to cram her into their car. Uh, we then end on a body positivity message and some very important advice about exercising and eating right. It was as if it was written by Chris Evans, but it it, it wasn't. It was written by the, the writers of the episode. Yeah, it's because I'm like, you know, the most um, woke, I believe is the term the youth use these days of the three of us. You, you get up earliest in the morning. Yes, I do. I do. That's why you're the most woke. Yeah, very. That's true. it. You're woke. You're woker than the rest of us. That is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. 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 That 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 makes complete sense. Complete sense. Um, but honestly, just just on this uh, sort of you know body positivity thing, you know, um, are there are there any sort of um, you know, sort of parts of your body, gentlemen, that you kind of just like, you know, what I don't, you know, give a shit at what what what's your body positivity like? I'm going bald, Phil. I hate it. You're going bald, yeah. allegedly. What? Uh, I don't know though. You 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 feel you were going bold, but you also said that you are in better shape than you have been for a long time, thanks to your exercise and your dieting and cutting out, you know, harmful things in your life. So, would you say you are overall more body positive now than you were, say, five, ten years ago? Oh, yeah, because I I care less now. Because you care less. Yeah, I care less now. So, I I I know I'm in better shape and i probably look better naked now than i did five years ago but i don't care <laughs> yeah i think it's a, i think it's a combination here yeah, of caring less as you get older and being more like well this is who i am and if you don't like it fuck off and also like i don't know i do think i probably do look better now than i did when i was 20 which yeah. is a good thing so yeah i'd say my body positivity is better than it has been I think, for, I think... for a while I think, Graham, I think it was you who said it last we were all together or the time before that. It was like, we all look better now than we get than we did when we were 20. 
Oh, we definitely do. And um, yeah. if we ever get around to posting anything on uh, Twitter again that's not fuck off, uh, we'll show you pictures of ourselves then and now. And I think you'll all agree. I, I'm sort of with you, Chris. I don't really care anymore. I'm in the fortune position, you know, where I, you know, I have settled down and, you know, my wife's stuck with me whether she likes it or not. Um, I mean, there's know, always gonna... divorce, mate, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, there, there is that, but, you know, I, I won't, won't let it come to that. Oh, you'll kill her first. Oh, okay. Just so we know. I'll, I'll, I'll kill her on, what is, I'll kill her in, in 10 years' time. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and but I'll set it up so it's like you because you've killed yourself and then it's uh, you know they'll um, you know you've you've been killed during that so yeah maybe it's me maybe something happens in ten years oh I like it yeah so that's that's why I die so I die in ten years time because you're framing me for your wife's murder yeah so basically you kill me and your wife and make it look like I killed your wife and then we save a ton on the funeral costs because we yes. have them together no no because I'm not dead. I've spirited away. You're just, you're just hair floating in the wind for the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> until eventually until eventually, you have a funeral for me with a toupee. <laughs> I, uh, I thought you would die and then your hair could like deliver your eulogy. <laughs> I was attached to Chris's head for 30 years. <laughs> 40? Jesus! 40. For, oh no, it's ten years. Sorry, for forty years, and uh... yeah, he just comes on. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, your hair just lands on the stage with the microphone. It's just going. <clears throat> oh what a uh, well. What can I tell you about Chris? Well, off the top of my head, those hair talks. <laughs> that's that's how Chris's hair. Talks. Well, uh, <laughs> let me tell you, your hair, your hair moves like flubber does, kind of just <laughs> yeah. str- struts. It says, "We've been expecting you. <laughs> We've come." To pay our respects. <laughs> there we go. That's the one. That's the one. Well, yeah, if you remember a few minutes ago, guys, we did actually finish talking about episode 13 of season four, entitled season four uh, of what? Now You See Her. Now You See Her. Now You Don't. Some good laughs through there, some um, good little gags, but again, huge gaps there. You know, no, no, Mr. Craft. And, you know, we've had some good Mr. Craft appearances in the last few episodes, so none of him. Um, and yeah, I think you know, I just think just a general, nothing special, Serena episode. But I would have thought there'd be something a bit more explosive. It being you know the first episode of of, of a new. Well, yeah, she exploded out of her oh, dress. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know, something to mark this wonderful occasion of you know it being the year two thousand. You know, I would have thought something a bit a bit more. Um, you know, yeah, action packed for for the first episode of this millennium. You got the bug. That was it. That was it. Nice. That was the reference. Well, thanks. Well, that was what a wonderful time we had. Speaking of thanks, speaking of thanks, you know who don't get enough thanks? My hair. Your hair hadn't got enough thanks, but then it's got this whole podcast episode dedicated to it, so it's uh, you know it's kind of kind of made up for that now. The the guys who um, made sure all these computers could deal with the millennium, because the millennium bug was real. A lot of computers weren't programmed to actually turn over to 2000 and had to be like modified to make sure it happened. The Millennium Bug could have happened, except for some very hard-working nerds. So thanks, nerds. Thanks, nerds. This episode is dedicated to the nerds who stopped the Millennium Bug from crippling society. At the end of every episode, as we do, uh, we like to mark this episode on uh, different criteria. The, the four that we like to choose from are magic, wit, creativity... And say with me, boys. Progression. So, first of all, gentlemen, magic. Just how magical was this episode? I mean, we had the we had the magic shakes. We had Salem mm-hmm. as a clock. 
We had the magical camera. You had the magic shakes when you were on your your cocaine diet, weren't you? <laughs> I'm still on my cocaine diet. Shut up, Phil. Don't tell the police. I think there could have been more magic in it, but it was a sufficiently magic episode. So I'd be happy with a three, but not more. Yeah, I could go for three. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. There, there, there were magic elements, you know, the, the reappearance of the magic book and, you know, the, the magic shakes, the magic camera. So, yeah, you know, it's, you know for, for what it's worth, you know, a decent amount of magic. So, yeah, I'd be happy with three as well. Three. Three. Wonderful. So three for magic. What about wit? Just how funny was this comedy sitcom? I had a good old chuckle at a lot of Salem's lines. Um, I did actually go <laughs> at um, the the grown man scurrying around like a cockroach at the end when she turned the lights on. That was pro- proper proper maybe giggle <laughs> in like the silly way that I guess when you're watching your kid show as a thirty year old, that's probably the kind of giggle you're likely to get. Um, so yeah, I'd say it was a good one for wit. I'd put it as a four, but I don't know about you guys. I I would probably say I'd probably say a three. I I found it mediocre. Three. Okay, so a three for wit. Um, what about creativity? One. Uh, well, I mean, to be honest, with creativity. I think, I think it has to come into consideration as well. Like you know, the the, the messages that, you, that they want to talk about and the way that they weaved it into, so it wasn't didn't seem so out of place in what is you know a kids sitcom. It it was a yeah, it was a Sabrina is a you know gets you know self absorbed and learns a lesson episode of which we've had many. But it dealt with so from that view, like not very original at all. But the fact it did actually weave in a you know kind of a social issue um, into the magic realm, I think was was pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, I mean there was nothing like massively groundbreaking with the creativity, so it probably does only actually even out at about two. I mean as well, I did I did like the 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 everything emporium, um, you know president as well you know being a being a bug as well that's kind of two social issues because obviously like um capitalism yeah yeah cap- sure. capitalism and yeah like just big big chains like take it over the gaff which was you know very much becoming the nut so yeah like, yeah just kind of like the, the corporatization of of um the shopping experience um was another uh, big thing that was going on at the time yeah. uh, maybe a three maybe a three I mean, yeah i, I mean... I'd, I'd be happy saying three um, yeah, three. And um, finally, what about progression? Fuck all. Everyone ended the episode exactly as they started it. We learned nothing new about anybody. Time progressed. The nineties progressed into the millennium. No, I'm not having Harvey's, that. Harvey's Harvey grew a mustache. No, he didn't. It was a shadow. Uh, yep, he's had a proper mustache before. He looked great mm. in his suit. But we've seen him in a suit before. Um, yeah, it's, it's slim. Oh, oh, oh! Slim Pickens. I'll give you this oh. for progression. Mrs. Quick has a first aid kit the size of Jupiter that has medication for leprosy. And we know that it's it's not uncommon for her to swell to twice her size because of bee stings. That's mm. progression. So I will allow so some mis- one point of progression for that. Progression on a minor character that disappeared for an entire season. And will probably disappear again after this season. Yes. One. One. Three for magic. Three for wit. Three for creativity. One for progression. So ten. So bang in the middle for uh, for episode uh, 13. That of a nice year now. And that episode, yeah, now we saw it. Now we don't have to ever watch it again. But yeah, just, just very bang down the middle. There we go. 
What about episode 14, boys? Do you think this is going to be any better? It is called Superhero. What do you think it's about? Harvey has a an issue about not being strong enough um, to help his family, and Sabrina casts a spell that creates uh, turns him into a superhero, and then eventually runs havoc all over Westbridge because he doesn't understand his powers. Graham, any ideas? I think that we find out maybe that superheroes are real in the other realm, but then possibly. Hilda has some sort of issue and she calls upon a superhero to solve it, but he or she isn't used to being in the mortal realm and they get loose with hilarious consequences. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, all I've got is uh, is just one sentence about what about what apparently what happens. So episode 14 of season four entitled Superhero, Mr. Kraft quits his job as principal and gets a job at the coffee shop, which is called what, Chris? Something Beans. Meanwhile, Harvey's dream of being a superhero comes true. Oh, yeah. Hey! Chris got it. Super Harv. Super Harv. That's nice. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, see how he looks in, uh, you know, in a little cape and a little outfit. Yeah. What do you reckon his superhero name is? Is he going to be the Turbite King? Um, so that, that is the episode uh, that we're going to be doing next, number 14, called Superhero. But as for this one, episode 13 that we've just done, I hope you very much enjoyed it. My name has been Phil, and I've been joined by my most wonderfulest friends. They are, first of all, Mr. Graham Riley. Thank you, Graham. Fuck off. And Mr. Chris Evans. I still have hair. And uh, yeah, if you would like to follow us on social media, because I may actually um, post some content on there. We've got a bit of bit of make and create, a bit of arts and craft going on where I may uh, may make a uh, a, a roach uh, hotel. We'll, we'll have to see. Follow us on Twitter and, and uh, Facebook if you want to maybe see that. And I've also taken a screenshot of Chris's allegedly bald head, so we'll, I'll post that as well. Uh, t- give us your thoughts. And also, what was the thing I asked people for at the start of the episode? Uh, oh, the clock. Yeah, there's that. Uh, and, and the clocks. The clocks. If you ever know or ever seen or ever owned any of these cat clocks, then uh, yeah, do do let us know. And uh, so you can find us on Twitter. We are at fuck off. No, we're at Sabrina Watch. And you can also find us on Facebook. We are uh, just called Sabrina the Teenage Watch. Uh, if you'd like to leave us a little donation, you can do. Uh, we're not going to turn that down. You can go to our website, which is www.coffee. That's K-O hyphen F-I dot com forward slash Sabrina the Teenage Watch. And, of course, the thing that will help us out the most is um, if you just leave us a wonderful five-star review wherever you get your podcasts, because it'd be really nice to hear what you think of our podcast. There's only one last thing to say. May every little thing you do be, be magic. magic.